Art of the Assistant. Brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia. A podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. All right, everyone, and welcome to Art of the Assistant. It's been a while, but we're excited to launch season two of our podcast as we get things rolling. And I'm recording from here in Morgantown, and Dan is down in the land of Weston, and COVID has struck again. So we are staying socially distanced, not by six feet, by about 65 miles, right. and doing this over Zoom today. So if it kind of breaks up a little bit, um, I apologize for that. But if you hear the coffee shop in the background, Dan is there. And if you hear kids screaming and yelling, it's a Christian school kids in my background. <laughs> and um, and it's just keeping it real today. But we are excited. We've got some good topics and some exciting interviews coming up over the next several weeks. We do apologize. It has been a while since we've gotten on. Um, we had our summer schedule. And then in July, I became very ill with my Crohn's. And July and most of the way through August, um, I was doing well just to get to the pulpit and preach, let alone anything else with the medications that I was on and the, the shape that I was in. And so just through the series of things, we've not been able to do it. But again, we're glad to be back jumping into season two. And today we are talking about the art of spiritual well-being. When it comes to well-being, again, after what's happened with me spiritually, it's very important for us to stay on our game and stay healthy as well. I remember it was just the day of my dad's open heart surgery. It was 16 years ago. My dad had a massive heart attack, um, ended up having uh, five bypass surgery. And so it's just my brother and I, and we were there at Columbus, Ohio, and dad was going back for surgery. And the doctor said, boys, can I talk to you? And, and my brother and I said, yeah, no problem. And the doctor took us back into a consultation room and, and gave us a prophecy. And he said this, he said, listen, in light of your dad's condition, you boys need to know that you are next. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. You can't deny the genes that you were given. He then went on to tell us a story. He has a, a, a partner there in the hospital that's an avid cyclist. And just does the centuries and, and is on his bike all the time, was out on a ride, came back and went in and said, hey, listen, you've got to give me a heart cath. Something's not right. Mm -hmm. And my dad's doctor said, no, you're crazy. You're fine. You're the most athletic guy. I know." he's like, no, something's not right. And he said, you know, I did that heart cath and he ended up having to have a quad, a quad bypass, four bypass surgery okay, wow. later that week. He knew something wasn't right. And it was in his genes. You know, his dad had heart disease. He had heart disease. And, you know, we, we hear this and that's what every, you know, young man wants to hear is, Hey, uh, you're going to have a heart attack one day, mm. but you know, 12 years later it came true. And I was the one sitting at church on a Wednesday night and something wasn't right. And then I end up in the hospital and I'm having my heart attack. And, and so hearing those words from the doctor and as my brother and I listened, you know, he said, you can eat healthy and you can exercise, but again, you can't beat the genes that you've been given. Yeah. You know, but in, in, in light of that and thinking about it, I have two choices, right? All right, well, I'm going to die of a heart attack anyway. So, man, let, let's head to the Golden Corral <laughs> and then we'll hit the Chinese buffet for dinner. Right. You know, who cares? You know, let's eat and be married for tomorrow. We die and I'm not going to exercise. And it doesn't matter. Or we could have the attitude of, hey, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm not going to let it get the best of me. I'm not going to let it keep me down and I'm going to do all I can. So if I do one day have a heart attack, I make it and I survive. 
And that's exactly what happened. You know, I decided that I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do what's right. So when I did have my heart attack 12 years later, you know, I made it and nobody could understand how in the world a guy could live four hours after having a hundred percent blockage in his widow maker. But, you know, one, it was God, you know, but two, it was the lifestyle that I was living up to that point. And cause I wanted to beat that. And, and there's actually uh, Dan, a program out there that somebody just put me onto is called fit fathers. It's called the fit father project. And it's a guy whose dad did die of a heart attack at age 42. And so as a young man, he determined that he was going to do everything he could to stay alive for his kids. Yeah and not send them without a dad like he was and to help other dads be around for their kids. And so it's online if you, you check it out, but it's, it's kind of a neat little thing that he's got going there. Um, definitely the, the funnel system trying to get you sucked in, but it's, it's pretty legit. But the point is, Hey, listen, I know I'm sick, but I know I can help prevent this sickness. And, and spiritually, you know, we've, we know, okay, we're sick. We have this in nature. And some days we were like, what's the point? You know, it's like physically, hey, I'm just going to order the, the jumbo box of Little Debbie's and the jumbo, you right. know, star, star cakes or whatever, because here I, I'm going for it. I don't care. And, you know, I think sometimes spiritually we're the same way. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, what's so the use of trying? What's the use of trying? Yeah. And so we, we, go, we go back to the internet or we go back to the pornography. We go back and let our thought life go where it shouldn't be or or we just, we get depressed and, and, you know, just give up on life. And that's, that's not good. Yeah. You know, we need to, we need to be helping our spiritual well being So when those attacks of the devil come, we're ready, you know, and we're ready to go. But I think the problem is, it's kind of like, you know, the fit father project, even, or other things when it's like physically, when we get sick, everybody has a remedy. You know, I don't know, Dan, if you guys have seen it down there, but when somebody gets COVID, you know, well, hey, if you eat this or drink this and, right. I, you know, I was talking to my nurse and her mom sent her like charcoal and told her to sleep beside it at night because that will suck the COVID out of her body. <laughs> you know, like those moisture things, you know, you, right, you have right. your, yeah, well, if you sleep by that, that's going to suck the COVID out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so everybody, everybody's got to spin. Everybody's got an opinion. You know, we've read this or saw this. And like when we, um, when, when we lost our taste and smell with COVID is, do you remember seeing the burn the orange, remember, uh-huh. you know, yeah. burn the orange, put the brown sugar on it and eat it. And your taste and smell will come back. Well, I did it. And the only thing it did was drive my youngest daughter crazy. Nobody else could smell, but her, she's like, dad, this whole house stinks. You got to stop burning that orange. And it didn't work you know, right. it was months where we got our taste and smell back. But, but even with me going through Crohn's and the heart disease, man, everybody's, you know, eat this, drink this, take this. And especially the people that are making money off of some of these things, you know, Hey, um, here's a, here's a testimony of somebody that had Crohn's and drank our shake and now they're healed. And right. It's like, come on, you know? And, and so we have those guys out there, but Dan, I think we have those guys spiritually out there too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's guys that I hate to say it, but they're capitalizing on, on the fact that we all need to improve our spiritual well-being. Sure. You know what I mean? Do you remember, do you remember the prayer Jabez? Yeah. Were you remember that? I, and that I, was like huge. It, it was huge. Actually, I just recently, probably in the last six months, I had re listened anyway to, to that book. Uh-huh. And 
it, it has a, a lot of good principles to it, but it was marketed for the oh, masses and just oh, do this. And, you know, yeah. uh, the, the magic, it was like the magic diet pill for our right. spiritual. Yeah. There, there you go. I think that's a good way to say it. I mean, there was coffee cups. I mean, I remember getting, was it, you know, christianbook.com magazine back before online was as popular as it is. And then you could get the prayer Jabez coffee cup, the prayer Jabez t-shirt. And I mean, it was just huge yeah. at that time. And so, so my question, my question, I always question this, if this is really a secret to success and it's going to help people, you know, and their spiritual well-being in their prayer life, why in the world am I making money on it? You know, why, if this is so great, I just want people to have it here, take it. You right. know, I don't want to make money. This this is simple. It's just in the Bible. Do it, and 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 you'll be okay. And and I I don't know. You have um, was it Mark Batterson that did the seven fourteen one? I can't remember. It was Mark. There's a lot of people that have done it. Yeah, right. And I've you know that hey every day at seven fourteen Chronicles seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know we're gonna pray at seven fourteen a.m. and seven fourteen p.m. Right. and 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 we're gonna do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, the Daniel's diet I actually just read an article in men's health magazine. It was, um, this God, it was God's diets or something like that. And it was going through Buddha and, mm-hmm. and God and all these things. And in the, the guy was not a believer, but he said the best one he saw was the Daniel diet. Wow. It was actually legit. It works, you know, the Daniel fast or whatever they called it. Right. But you know, they, they tied that in, you know, Dan with, with prayer. Mm-hmm. And again, I have nothing against fasting and nothing against prayer, but does God, is God concerned if we combine it with what Daniel did? Hmm. Does God, is God going to bless our prayer life because we did the prayer of Jabez? Right. Um, Is God, the God who is not given to time, who doesn't care about time, does he really care if we pray at a specific time Hmm. every day? And, and is somebody who prays at 714 more spiritual than somebody prays at 730 yeah. or at 514? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I think we need to be careful on, on getting caught up with these things, Yeah. you know, and, and it becoming yeah. a hobby horse. Because, but even let's say that, that, we, that, that you know, we, we go, that we feel like God wants us to fast once a week and pray. Mm-hmm. And we see some major things happen in our lives. You know, what's our tendency then is to go tell everybody to do it. Everybody has to do that now. Yes. Well, I I think what you're saying, and I agree hundred percent, we tend to focus on the program more than the person. There you go. Yeah. The the program of this works. No, Jesus works. Yeah. It's our relationship with him. It's a relational thing. So. Um, we, we focus on the, I'm, I'm doing this program. I am praying at this specific time. I'm doing it this way right. uh, instead of uh, focusing on the truth behind it. It's not the program yeah. that answered right. your prayer. It, it was God that answered your prayers. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it was the program that made you closer to God. It was, right. it was the act of you humbling yourself and, um, and, and you know, advancing in, in prayer and Bible study yeah. and things like that. But I, you know, I, I think all of this boils down to the disciplines that sometimes we, we make fun of the discipline side of it. Sometimes we're over-disciplined. We just, dis, you yeah. know, we over-depend on, on um, you know, the discipline side of right. things. 
Right. But there is an element of discipline, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, well, again, it, it could go back. Let's, let's tie it in with physical health. I mean, sure. there's certain things that I know I cannot eat and I shouldn't eat. And I've got to be disciplined not to do that, or I'm going to be trouble with my Crohn's. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I've got to do. But I also, you know, a pastor friend of mine, um, Tim Potter, he, his wife, when she's in a flare up, McDonald's French fries and diet Coke is the only thing that doesn't make her sick. Wow. Now, if I, if I drank a diet Coke with a McDonald's French fries and a flare up, I would be dead. Hmm. But for her, it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, so now spiritually, I was with a, a Fred Moritz, a, a man, he's been a, a bulwark of the faith for years, mission board director, college adjunct professor. And he was in the car with me one day and I said, Hey, um, Dr. Moritz, what are you doing for your devotions right now? Well, I'm translating the book of Isaiah from the Hebrew. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, as much as I want to emulate, as much as I want to emulate him, not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. But, but it's, it's, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's being disciplined in doing that. I've got to be disciplined in doing what I feel like I need to do. And the point is this, listen, be disciplined to pray. Number one, yeah. guys, I don't, as you're listening to this, you're like, Trey, what's the point? The point is this, you guys, okay. 2017, I had a massive heart attack. Why? Because I had ran myself thin, no rest. I was exercising. I was going to run a marathon in 10 days, but my body was not at rest. Yeah. I had squeezed myself at the work. I squeezed myself as a dad. I was squeezing myself physically trying to run this marathon and almost died because of it, mm -hmm. because I wasn't taking care of my own personal well-being. Yeah. And in ministry, man, especially assistant pastors, I think they go, go, go right. because it's the nature of it. Oh, I'm going to do this. I got to teach in the school and then I've got to go over here and do this. And then I've got this BBS that I'm running and this after school Bible club that's going on. And then, you know, pastor's out. So I got to preach for him and I'm going to do my Sunday school class. And, and I'm so busy that I'm not taking care of my spiritual well-being. I mean, I've been there not only physically, but I've been there spiritually and it's not a healthy place to be. And, and we need to make sure if, if above all else, guys, you're taking time out of your day each day. I don't care if it's a 714 or a 914. I don't care if it's a Daniel diet or Domino's right. pizza diet. You need to pray. Mm -hmm. You know, first thing you need to do is you need to pray. Prayer can change everything. Yeah. Quit relying on your own strength that I can do this. I've got this. I can make it six o'clock in the morning. I'm, I got my running shoes on. I'm going to run. Then I get right to the office and I study. No, or I make this visit. Stop and pray. Yeah. And I think about, go ahead. And that, you might have, uh, um, you know, Plano mentioned this as well, but I, I think about the book of Philippians where Paul says, be anxious or be careful, yeah. be anxious for nothing. Right. All things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Oh, well, yeah. The peace of God um, yep. will, uh, you know, it'll roar our hearts. Yeah. So we're, we're so anxious and nervous and, and we're worrying about so many things in life. And there is an element of peace that comes, um, not because uh, we said magic words to God. Right. We're, right. We're just, we're pouring our heart out to him. We're just talking mm -hmm. to him about it. Yeah. The only one that can fix it anyway. So yeah. he, you're going to remove the circumstance or he's going to give us peace in our heart to, to deal with the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. And 
Um, I, I think we, we neglect prayer because of the, the duty, because of the distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it is, it's the only thing that really can give peace in the middle of whatever storm in life we're going through. Yeah. And, and so we're supposed to don't worry about anything. Well, yeah. tell somebody, don't worry about it. Good yeah, luck. Don't about Good it. luck. Yeah. Don't, don't look, don't look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about anything. You're yeah. like, I can't do that. Yeah. But instead, so every time I worry, every time I am anxious or nervous about something, um, God is teaching me to use that as a prompt to pray. Yeah. Amen. So, amen. Um, whether it's throughout the day or whether it's like you're talking about that set yeah. time. So important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, as assistant pastors, one thing that, that I lack that we lack is an appreciation and realization of exactly how powerful prayer is and, and how necessary it is for our current ministries, whether it's our preaching ministry or, you know, visitation ministry or school ministry, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and prayer is where it's at. That's allowing the spirit to guide, Hey, you need to go see this person today. Hey, you need to write this. Thank you note today. Hey, this is, this is the direction you need to go with your Sunday school lesson or sermon. Right. And, and we just, I think then sometimes we think we're so busy. Who's got time to pray. And that's awful, but that's the way sometimes we live our lives. You know, I'm I'm just too busy to pray. But the fact of the matter is we pray one, why? Because prayer changes things, Hmm. but we need to pray too, because prayer changes us. Hmm. And, and sometimes I think as assistants guys, it's, it's not even, um, intentional. It's just, we tend to put our focus on others and our focus on the ministry. Yeah. And, and we feel like, man, we've got to be the one to solve that problem. We've got to be the one to pick up the pieces that someone's left behind. We're going to do everything we can to help ourselves and our pastor shine. And so we're, we're quick to brag about, man, I worked 60 hours this week or I had a hundred hours this week. And when I hear somebody say that my carnal nature wants to say, that's awesome. Well, how much time did you spend in prayer? Yeah. You know, was it Martin Luther that said, oh, I've got so much to do today. I must arise at 4 a.m. to pray. Right, right. You know, and, and what do we do? We arise at 4 a.m. to get to the office, to you know, to get to the work and, and to do it. But if I was to punch the clock in when I walk into my prayer closet and punch it out when I leave, am I going to want to brag about that time card? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't think it's necessarily Daniel time. But in relation to bragging about time at work and how much I do and what I do, I think there should be a point there when it comes to that. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I absolutely do. You're right. We're we're so burdened by everything. And some people are administrative by nature. Right. And that would be you. I think, I I think that uh, you're, you're very administrative by nature. And so, uh, you're organizing what I've got to do today. People are, people are list people. And uh, then there are some who get so overwhelmed with everything that they, they don't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, and through all of that, you know, if we would, we would stop and we would take time to pray. Yeah. I, I think we would find that number one, God would eliminate many things on that list. He would help yeah. us to, uh, to put it in order the, the way, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Yeah. He delighteth in his way. So, well, we, we, he places our steps and, and 
um, and, and helps us in that aspect of it. But for those that are overwhelmed, he brings peace to allow us to you know, move throughout the day. And so no matter what your personality type is, right. it's not checking off a box here. It's allowing God to align uh, or, or to align yourself with him so that he can direct your path. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good. So, so practically speaking, uh, let's talk about some, some ways that we pray talking about being task oriented, you know, um, what, what are some things, some practical guidelines to give you to, to pray? First thing, let me say this guys in a practical advice, I would encourage you to find a place to pray. You know, I was extremely jealous of a pastor. Uh, I was in college with his daughter and she said they lived in North Carolina. So the climate was different than where I was in Ohio or West Virginia, but he built a little prayer shed out in the back property in the woods. And he'd go out there and he would pray, you know, in his prayer shed. Like, man, how cool is that? You know, to be out in nature and have this little, this little shed that protects you from the rain or the elements there in North Carolina. And just, just to get on your knees and pray. Yeah. But again, it could be it could be at the office. You know, it could be you come in, you shut the blinds, you shut your door, you put do not disturb on your phone and you tell the secretary, listen, um, I've got a meeting from eight to nine every morning and I don't want to be disturbed. Yeah. You know, I know a pastor that did that every morning and that was that was his time with God. Maybe you're better off praying at home. You know, I get distracted at home sometimes. Yeah. Uh, with everything going on or, you know, you're trying to pray and then the dog's crying, whatnot, out or whatever, yeah. but maybe you guys, it's at home. Maybe you have a prayer closet set up. Maybe it is a little closet. Maybe it's a, a basement, you know, or a little corner of the basement where you have a prayer list where you can get alone with God, or it is the shut out back wherever it is, you know, make sure you have this place where you can go and you can pray. I like what Jesus said. He said, not not if you pray, but when you pray. So right. there's an assumption that this is going That's to be good. part of your life. Yeah. And then he says, go into your closet yeah. and shut the door. Yeah. So there is a, um, a, a place that, that you go. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's, it's my time with God. I'm, I'm getting distracted in my office looking at the administrative things around that, that I have to do. That's not the best place for me, yeah. you know, yeah. to pray. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we'll talk about this in, in a moment, but sometimes a particular place is an appropriate place at one time of the day, but not in another time of the day. Yeah. yeah. Those stars have to align. And you were, you were going to allude to that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I get up in the morning and I go down and, and in our love seat is by two big picture when two big windows and the sun's coming up over the mountains. So every morning I'm sitting there having my time with God, watching the sun come up mm. and it just doesn't get any better than that. I love it. Just to, yeah. to read, to pray and to meditate, watching, watching the sun come up, you know, as David says, the sun out of his chamber. I mean, it's, I love it. And that's my time where I am with God. But man, if I've got to get alone here at the office upstairs, we have a prophet's chamber, a little apartment. So I take the elevator, I go upstairs, I go to the back of the building, to the prophet's chamber, shut the door, and I pray. Yeah, that's good. So I do. I have two different places. When I was in college at Pensacola, um, Ballard dorm had four floors, but in the stairwell, there was one more set of stairs that went up and it went up to the roof and you just had a little concrete pad and a door that went out to the air conditioners. Hmm. Every morning, six o'clock in the morning, I was going out, walking up all five flights of stairs 
sitting in that little concrete patio, looking out the window, praying and, and reading my Bible. And so I think it's important, you know, for us to have that place, but, but also a particular time, you know, I'll get, if you, if you're going to get to it, chances are you're not going to get to it Yeah, because life happens. And well, I'm going to pray tonight or I'll, I'll pray after I eat my lunch or, and, and how often Dan does that just never happen? Well, very often, <laughs> yeah. very often, it just life distracts. And I think we, we've got to realize, you know, we have an adversary, um, the prince oh, yeah. in the air. Um, so it's not only just life, but sometimes it's pointed attacks that are distracting right. us from, yeah. um, from spending time with God. Mm-hmm. You know, I- anything um, worth doing is hard. Yeah, it is, man. That's a good statement. Yeah. Anything we're doing is hard. That's right. So when, when you, if you want to have a date night with your wife, it's not going to happen if you get around to it. Mm-hmm. If you want to, to um, have a certain book that you're reading with your kids and, and have a discipling um, program that you're trying to do with your family, um, that's not going to happen by accident. You're not going to get around to it someday. If you're going on an exercise plan and, um, and a plan to eat, uh, healthy and exercise, that's not going to happen by someday. One of these days, there used to be a saying, uh, an old country preacher used to say all the time, Oh, one of these days, one of these days, uh, his kids, uh, adopted the saying, Oh, one of these days, none of these days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it just, yeah. that's how it is. And in all of those situations, you know that it's going to take an effort and it's no yeah. different in your walk with the Lord. If it's going to happen, you've, yeah. got, you've got to have the place, you've got to have the time. And uh, I read, man, I can't remember the, the name of the, of the book now, but it was a, a book from yesteryear. And it was talking about uh, a woman that had like seven kids and, and mm. kind of, um, little house on the prairie type yeah. you know, said yeah. Yeah. In, in that kind of uh, day. And she said her time with God, she couldn't get away from the kids. She couldn't get away from yeah. you know, her duties around yeah. the house, but her time with God, she'd throw her apron up over her head. <laughs> and that was, that was her place. That's good. So it was That's a secluded good. place where, you yeah. know, for that time she wasn't yeah. interrupted. Yeah. You got to have the place. Yeah, I I agree with that. And, you know, it's, you know, you guys, you guys listening, you might not appreciate it. It's kind of like the, the um, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate, but I'm telling you, Tom Brady, I might not be a new England fan or a Tampa Bay fan, but that guy's amazing. He's throwing faster now at age 43 than he did, you know, as a young guy at 28. How? Because you better believe Brady's committed to his workouts, his routines. You know, I listen to the podcast, TB12 podcast from his coach. And, man, his diet, his routine, his day in, his day out and drills. I mean, he's committed to consistency. Right. You know, and if we want to be, if you want to call it the quote unquote goat for God, the greatest of all time, we're going to have to be consistent in yeah. our prayer time. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I think that number three, not only the, the place and not only the, the particular time, but I think we need to have a plan. Yeah. to pray. Um, you know, Brady doesn't walk into the gym on Monday morning and go, Hmm, 
well, we, what, wonder what I should do today. Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to do chest back or buys? You know, of course he's yeah. bands. So I'm going to do heavy bands or light bands. No, right. man, that was a plan. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. He walks into that gym Monday morning. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's going to be doing Tuesday as a follow-up workout, you know? And I think for us, we, we need to go before God in prayer and not like, huh, should I pray for all 20 missionaries today or pray for my dad and mom, you know, that's how we do it sometimes. Right. And then we end up just saying, well, I'll pray for them all. God bless the missionaries. God bless my parents. God bless my brother. But, but instead of fumbling around, man, let's set up a plan. Yeah. You know, and, and just a, a, a simple plan that, that I have is Monday's missions. You know, Tuesday, it's terrific people in my life. Wednesday, it's, it's witness. It's for those who are the, the martyrs, the witnesses around the world, the pastors, the local pastors, the global pastors. Thursday, it's taking requests from Wednesday night that we need to pray for. Friday's my family. Extended and immediate is every day, but extended family on Friday. Saturday, I live on Summit Ridge. Saturday, we pray for Summit Ridge. All the people in my neighborhood. Sunday is for the sermon, the spirit, and the strength to preach the scriptures. You know, it's just a simple alliterated outline, but man, it's, I don't have to guess, yeah. you know, when I walk in, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and I think that's key. And Dan, we could get into from there to the word of God. Uh, maybe we'll do that another time. Yeah. You know, I think prayer, yeah. we could probably leave it with that today. I, I, that. I think when, uh, you know, talking about a plan and everything like that, um, I love how you alliterated everything. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, we look at prayer as sometime, sometimes mystical. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to, I've got to be led by the spirit. And, right. you know, I just don't. So it's all about feelings, right? Yeah. And well, that means that if you don't feel like praying, you won't pray. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll be surprised if you set up and a simple plan, a simple plan. You know, right. It doesn't have to right. be, you know, this um, very, very, you know, detailed um, thing. Right. Uh, if it takes you longer to come up with a plan than to implement the plan, then you're probably not going to, to do that. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Um, so anyway, if you uh, if you have this this simple plan, you'll find that God will lay other things, you know, on your mind and on your yeah. heart at, at that time. It'll be like, man, you know, Treg, you were on my mind to, today, and absolutely, and I just want to let you know I prayed for you, and yeah. and but you can't do that unless it's uh, Wednesdays, right? Yeah, that's so, right. That's it's right. not the strict plan, but it is right. a, a jumping board. I, I read somewhere where. It said you can take an hour off your mornings if, if you will schedule your day Absolutely. before it starts. Mm-hmm. So you're not walking in the office going, well, I don't know what to do. But it's yeah. the same way in, in yeah. the prayer line. Now, I, I just want to share. I know we're about out of time, but okay. share something back in uh, back in, in late January. Uh, some things come up in, in our life that just kind of rocked us. And... It, uh, it was something that required a lot of prayer. Mm. And so um, I started doing something I'd never done before. And it has turned out to, to be one of the best things in, in my life. I'm not marketing anything. <laughs> I'm not selling. <laughs> Can I get a t-shirt? I just wanted to, uh, to share this thought. Yeah, please. I started writing out my prayers. Hmm. I got a journal and just a, a blank, 
you know, page journal and I started writing out my prayers. Wow. And it did a couple things for me and it had a couple unintended benefits that I didn't even think about. Um, one was I, I had a very heavy and burdened heart. And before I, I called you or called, you know, this person or that, or even my wife, yeah, just write it out to the Lord. One, writing it out. And we're the prayers in the Bible, Nehemiah's prayer, Moses' prayer, you know, the Psalms oftentimes are prayers, you know, to, to God. Yeah. So, um, and it didn't seem so weird. So when I would write it out and I would read the things that were coming from my heart and my mind, yeah. number one, it, it was a sobering thought, mm. but it was also a release. Like Amen. that, it went from my, the burden through the pen to the page. And then yeah. it was kind of like, it's gone, you know, and, and peace came through that. Yeah. The other thing that, um, that, that I realized is sometimes when we pray, we know that we pray about a certain thing, but it's not recorded. So we can't go back to a certain day and say, I prayed about this specifically. Yeah. And I I'm able to go back starting um, in February in circle, God answered that. Mm, yeah. God did that. Yeah. One huge thing that just happened yesterday, we've been praying for some time um, about we've rented out a house and we've wanted to sell that house. We've had excellent renters, great relationship, but we just wanted to sell the house and, yeah. and it was going to help us get out of debt. And so um, I prayed about that, prayed about that and prayed about that. And I get to go back and circle that it happened. Yeah, yesterday. Absolutely. Closed on the house. And so Congrats, I go back to God answered that prayer. Amen. It's It's been something that's really, really helped me. It's not yeah. for everybody, but in right. this of my life, it's helped my prayer life. That's wonderful. That's awesome. So there you go, guys. I think there's some very practical things you can take with you. And, and like I said, Dan and I are not looking to promote anything other than, man, just get on your knees and pray. Yeah. Make that time with God. Do it now. You'll never regret it. And then, seasoned in ministry, you're still going to be learning yeah. and still going to be praying. It's something that will never, you know, it's like exercise. We're never going to achieve where we want to be in, in the top shape we're going to be. But one day we can look back and say, oh, I was in really good shape then. And that's what we want to do one day is look back and say, hey, man, I was spiritually, I was in good shape. Yeah. I was reading, I was praying and man, look what God did. Yeah. Yep. So, so guys, thank you for joining us. Um, we got some good things coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're excited about the podcasts that are coming again, man, rate us on Facebook, share this with somebody, you know, it can be a blessing with and continue to stay tuned for what's coming up in season two of art of the assistant.